Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radioland.
it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. Um, what we're doing here today is we're kind of uh, doing a show similar to my other podcast, one of my other podcasts. It's called The Mark Striegel Show, and it's available every Friday. Uh, and you have to pay to get it, though. You have to donate $2 a month or more to my Patreon page, and you can get the RSS feed through through that it's patreon.com slash talking metal and those shows are almost always co-hosted by victor ruiz known for his work uh on this show he's done a lot on this show and he's also does the mars attacks podcast and galaxy of geeks two shows that i'm a big a big fan of and on the uh the skype with me co-hosting this episode of talking metal is victor ruiz victor how are you Doing good. How are you, Mark? I'm good, and I, and, you know, I wanted to once again bring you back on this show because I have so much fun doing the Friday shows, the Mark Striegel show with you on Patreon. Um, because we really just kind of let loose. It's very much no agenda. We, it's not. We we rarely talk about what we're going to talk about, and I think right. that keeps it spicy. It keeps it real, and there's no interviews it's it's really just us talking so this is kind of going to be a similar vibe here uh today we did we are going to play some music we actually just heard uh some sean baker orchestra which way to radio land by the sean baker orchestra and i know you have a song picked out and i have another one i might want to play later so uh let's uh let's get into it i know we were talking last week about on the Mark Striegel show, that is, about the new Ozzy release, but being that we haven't done it here on, on Talking Metal, I mean, I, I think it's a solid record. I really like it a lot, and I know you thought it was okay, but I think we both agreed it kind of, towards the end, lost a little bit of its oomph, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, yeah. you went on record uh, saying that It's a Raid it could possibly be Ozzy's wor- <laughs> worst song <laughs> Ever, you still feeling that? I, I still feel that's his, right. his worst solo song ever. Even you brought up the uh, Miss Piggy duet. I think that's right. more of a novelty done as a joke, and and this is done as something trying to be serious. Right. So I mean, it makes it that much worse. You know, it's you know co- yeah. compare comparing a whoopee cushion to uh, <laughs> to getting a speeding ticket. I don't know. Comparing something that's supposed to be humorous to something that that's supposed to be taken completely seriously and i i just think that that song is is terrible um it was kind of an add-on andrew watts said they needed an extra song and up up tempo number for the for the end of the record which had some slower songs and i think the record really really cooks i do think you know after um What's the one song about the aliens? Shiny, uh, scary green Shiny. men, scary yeah, yeah. little green men. I think, I think it, it to me, it, it kind of um, it stalls a little bit there. Yeah, um, I agree. Up until that point, I I'm really into the record. I think it's I think it's a great record. I don't hate the Post Malone. It's a raid song. Uh, collaboration as much as you do but you know I, I do feel probably on that record that is the my least favorite song but I, again right. I think there's some great songs off the record I think if you're an Ozzy fan you definitely have to give it a listen uh, Straight to Hell great I think the second song All My Life really good Ordinary Man I really like the, the Elton John duet with Slash and, and 
of course, Duff's on all these songs. Duff uh, McKagan playing bass. Under the Graveyard, I like. You know, um, Eat Me, decent, decent song. Today is the End, I really like. And then Scary Little Green Men. And then it's after that, it goes to Holy for Tonight, which I'm kind of like, uh, so-so on that song. And It's a Raid, again, yeah. I'm kind of so-so on that, too. And I know you... Uh, you don't like it's a raid at all. Uh, that that is the official um, rundown of the album. I know if you do listen on some of the streaming services, they do tack on that other post Malone's, Malone song, which is one of his songs that Ozzy sings the choruses on. That's tacked on to it on the streaming services, which I think is is a, a disservice to the album because I think it's stronger without that. But anyways, yeah, I am digging the the Ozzy record, Ordinary Man. And again, we go into a full discussion of this even more so on the last episode of the Mark Striegel Show podcast, which is available for our patrons on Patreon. And if you do join us there with a $2 a month pledge or more, you get that bonus podcast every Friday. And if you do a $5 a month pledge or more, you do get also a, a Talking Metal t-shirt. I try to do some exclusive videos too, but I've been a little bad on that the last few weeks. I'm going to definitely bang one out tomorrow for you guys on Patreon. Tomorrow being Tuesday, the same day I post this episode. And... Man, so I guess the biggest news, Victor, and I'm wondering how this is going to affect bands that we love, is this coronavirus. You know, um, mm-hmm. like right now, you know, we're seeing people not want to um, go out in big crowds, you know, mm-hmm. and it is, you know, an off season for the con- uh, for, for concerts right now. But things start picking up in the spring. And I'm wondering how that's going to affect things. Uh, any any predictions on your end? Do you think that this is going to keep people away from concerts? Or do you think we're just in the complete frenzy of it right now and things are going to settle down? What, what do you think? Yeah, there are a few things come to mind. First of all, where I live, there's 10 confirmed cases of it. Right. So I'm kind of freaked out. <laughs> when you say where but, you live, you're talking about where specifically? In, in, in the... Uh, the province that I live in, Spain, and actually... Right. So you're not talking with, just the country of Spain, you're talking right no, no, in no. your immediate area. Right in my immediate area. And oh, the reason man. for that is that the airport that's about five minutes away has direct flights to Italy. Right, and right. And that's where most of where the uh, virus is spreading in Europe is via people that have either gone to Italy or mm-hmm. come in contact with people that have gone there on vacation. Since it's a since it's a cheap getaway from here, uh, that number is supposed to go up quite a bit. Um, just you know, just in comparison, there have been sporting events that have been canceled over this over here in Europe. Uh, there's a the uh, museum in Paris is closed. Yeah. Lo- the Louvre, the, the yeah, Louvre, which is pretty crazy. But that's because the employees actually said that they weren't going to show up to work. So uh, they, yeah, they kind of uh, put the museum's backs to the walls with that and said, "Hey, we're not coming in until until you know this this gets sorted out." Um, I mean, from from what they're saying, because they're comparing this a lot to to SARS, um, right. they're saying it's, it's another variation of the flu, kills, you know, m- millions of people every year, hundreds of thousands of millions. I don't know. I'm not, 
I don't have the exact numbers, uh, not to downplay it, but I do think that it's going it, to, just the hysteria and everything is going to impact a lot of things. There's, um, there have been several sporting events over here in Europe that have been, that have taken place with no audience and, and no press, just, just the players and cameras uh, broadcasting the games live on TV, just to cut down the possibility of people spreading it to one another um because they think that the only way that you can transmit it right now is from coming in contact with someone that has it uh you know uh the usual if someone coughs close to you or sneezes or whatever they can transmit it that way so imagine being at a concert (laughs) you know with a bunch of sweaty people um i'm sure that's that's a great incubator for this right um uh, I, I was watching something earlier today, which more or less said that, you know, the again, they're comparing it to SARS. SARS, after like two months, everything kind of died down. Yeah, uh, but it seemed like the hysteria wasn't quite as high as it was for this with 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 that. I mean, although it was a while ago, right? What was that like? 2004 09. or something? Oh, was it that uh, late? Two, yeah, 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 it was 09. Uh, I mean. Honestly, I would attribute that to probably uh, maybe social media not playing into it as much right. because, I mean, now, you know, look at all the shit that gets talked about with elections and just different things. I think uh, also uh, Instagram coming to the forefront as well for a lot of people with Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter. This is being uh, the, the, the hysteria of it all is being propagated a lot more than than probably it was back in 09. I mean, it's, Facebook and Twitter were obviously still were around back then, but you know, as every day that goes by, social media kind of gets its hooks right. in, in into something else. So. Yeah, my prediction with concerts in the spring season is my gut feeling is it's not going to hurt things that much. And today, we're recording this on Monday, March 2nd, 2020, after the biggest stock market drop since the, the you know, big drop in 2008, we yeah. are seeing it bounce back with some massive gains today, okay. um, which, which does mean that maybe people are, um, you know, not quite calming as nerve yeah calming down and yeah. you know but what i could i i could see this going two different ways cuz now that they're in the states they're able to test a lot quicker uh, mm-hmm. i think in the next week or two weeks we're going to see massive amounts of um people testing positive for it and yeah. it yep. in in the press that's going to look like oh it's spreading but it maybe i think that's going to have more to do with just that we're now testing everyone who's sick right um, exactly so i suspect that let's see we're in march i i think like for some of these like overkills coming out on tour and i don't even know if i want to go stand in the wellmont <laughs> in two weeks and watch overkill the wellmont is a theater in montclair new jersey where they're playing so I might be skipping that, quite frankly, um, and I'm not really ready to run out and buy a, any more tickets. I already have a lot on the the calendar for the for the next for this concert season, so I don't mm-hmm. know how much I can afford. But you know, I, my wife and I said the other night, "Hey, are we going to go buy Guns and Roses tickets?" And you know, they're playing the MetLife Stadium with Smashing Pumpkins opening, which sounds cool. You know, I've seen okay. Guns so many times at this this point, I'm not 
overly excited but it's 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 always a good time but and pumpkins would be cool to see but i don't know we kind of said hey let's 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 just hold off and see what's what's happening with this right. you know um so that's that's where we are i work now in a retail environment and there's so many international cu- customers that i have to admit it's really kind of freaking me out um and but i do think the next week will will really the next two weeks will really hold a lot and we'll see where things yeah. go. But this could, I think, there's the potential it really could f- affect the concert season um, for bands that are just now announcing their tours, uh, like Judas Priest, for example. You know, but I, I also feel like it it could um, could bounce back. So so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Would love to hear your guy, you guys, uh, what you guys feel about it. Um, also, let's uh, hop over to Blabbermouth and see what else is going on. Uh, the Aussie record, I know, number three, I believe, on the Billboard charts. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's great for for them. Um, the Deftones new album is basically done. Are you a Deftones fan? Yes, I actually yeah. am. Yeah, I, I you know I'm like with the Deftones. I liked White Pony. That first record, what was it, Between the Fur, something I thought was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know much about them other than that. But I loved that White Pony record. I thought that was great. But you've been following their career pretty consistently? Yeah, I mean, either they're either hit or miss for me. Either there's a ton of stuff off of an album that I really like, or there's just one song off of an album that I like. Um, not this past album, but the one before. I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's a Japanese term. Right. Koi something or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that album's great. That probably came out about oof, maybe even 10 years ago at this point. Right. Um, but I've I got to see them live, and and I thought they were great live. I've never um, seen them live. I don't. Th- yeah. I don't think. Although sometimes I, I I've seen so many shows, I I literally forget. I was going through ticket stubs the other night, and I was like, I have no record. There was a couple tickets ticket stubs and I was like I sort of know I went to this but I have no recollection of anything about it but anyways like I said I was a big fan of the the White Pony record which was released way back in 2000 no yeah 2000 June 20th 2000 uh, great wow 20 years ago this album almost 19 well 19 20 years ago at this point craziness this is off that record my favorite song off that record and again i i love just about all the songs on that record but this this is a cool one this is passenger it features some guest vocals by maynard james keenan of tool fame and uh, again this is the deftones here on talking metal Just like us 
We do a show every Friday. It's called the Mark Striegel Podcast. You can get that through our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash talking metal. Please join us there with a $2 a month pledge or more to get the bonus podcast. And a lot of cool stuff, Victor, you do on that uh, on that Patreon page. I know you're constantly posting stuff, getting people to, to comment on different things. And we're hearing what people think of different videos and different songs and and I post some bonus videos there. So there's a, a good good discussion always going on there. And we have some great people like uh, like Sam and Mike and and Steven and and Steve and a lot of you know a lot of people chiming in with their their thoughts on things. Who are who are some of the most active posts posters on the Patreon page, Victor? I think without a doubt it's. Um... Steven Saylor, Steve Hoker, and Mike Jones. Right. I think those are the three that they they comment on pretty much every video that I post on there. And um, I mean, what what I've been doing is just posting stuff based on uh, the new releases post that I do on top. If I see stuff that maybe uh, it's a newer band or something that I haven't heard of before. I'll post it on there to see people's reaction, or if it's something that I think is just outrageously bad, I'll post it on there to see uh, what people think. And there, there's a lot of times where I'll think, wow, this isn't for me, but uh, I know that someone will like this. And sure enough, uh, they'll respond that, uh, you know, thanks for posting this. I, I got to check this album out type deal. Right. Um, and I started posting some... Uh, classic videos as well. Uh, interesting to see people's comments on different bands or just different uh, songs by bands. And uh, like you mentioned, also from time to time, I throw up polls or um, different questions about bands or or within the genre. So there's there's always stuff going on there on Patreon. Yeah, it's a fun hang, so please consider joining us there, guys. Uh, another blabbermouth headline today, March 2nd, thousand. 20, uh, I'm reading, former Metallica producer Bob Rock says, Sound of and Justice for All album didn't make sense. Uh, so I'm just reading the headlines. I'm not even reading the full article. But, right. you know, that brings that brings up a good point. You know, it for me personally, I, I've, I feel like maybe it doesn't make sense but it worked <laughs> if that if that makes right. if that and I'm, that statement probably makes no sense but you know because it, it, it was a weird it was a weird different sound and, and a bit jarring I, I still remember getting it on cassette and hearing it for the first time when it came out and everyone was saying the same thing like well where's the bass where's the bass this was Jason Newstead's big sort of debut he had done the 598 EP with Metallica before that which actually had a pretty good you know amount of bass on it as far as the mix goes but he was just like leveled in the in the mix for and justice for all i mean there was a, but in some weird way i felt like it it kind of worked what how do you feel about that 
I mean, it's kind of weird given that he produced St. Anger, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and, a, and the Black Album, the big one that came after right. Injustice for All. So, so I mean, he also did the two loads. He did the, right. the stuff they, the, the newer stuff that they recorded for Garage Inc. also. Correct, um, yeah. I don't know. That's that's one of those things where, you know, I I, I tried getting Fleming Rasmussen, who produced that. I tried interviewing him to talk about that album way back when, and and he kind of didn't want to because you know it's been something that's been, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of people have, have bitched about the the mix with the bass. So I think he was trying to stay out of the conversation because I mean it's a no win situation for him. Uh, for Bob Rock to comment on it, I guess it's one of these things where he probably thinks Metallica will never work with him again. So he right. probably has nothing to lose type of a deal. Um, and who knows? And maybe that's kind of uh, a jab at them because he, they've decided to work with, um, uh, with Rick Rubin's engineer with everything after, uh, after St. Anger, basically. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of odd for him to, to comment on that well you know, i mean it's... in his defense you know the blabbermouth grabs the most scandalous thing yeah, you can that's and true. anything metallica always gets them a lot of clicks i'm sure so a bit, yeah, a bit yeah. of clickbait there i'm sure but but i i love injustice for all and there's something that is harsh about the production and the mix specifically but I think it works, man. I I think I think there's something that without that bass being loud in the mix, there's a harshness to it that really really works on that record. And you know the, the ride the lightning was a different mix. You know, uh, you know uh, um, the they really have different mixes on on a lot of load was a different mix. Yeah. Master of Puppets, definitely a different mix. You know, I mean, Ride the Lightning was also kind of a harsh mix. It was almost like a messy mix, and I felt like that added to the the yeah. the heaviness. And then, you know, to me, Master of Puppets was similar, but a little bit cleaner as far as the mix goes. And they still had a bass player who I think was a little more dominant and not, like, hired on like Jason was. You know, so so I don't know, but in, in the discography and the 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 history of metallica i think injustice for all is a great record and i wouldn't change one thing about it that that's just me and i i do believe that lack of bass is not a problem it's it's something that gave the album an extreme personality and a and a harshness uh a heaviness that in some ways i i i feel like metallica never really captured that fierceness again in in their career in the they kind of after that you know after that black album came out metallica kind of became safe you know so to me that that was metallica still dangerous uh, and and i remember in justice for all because it it did really spread like wildfire when that one video got on MTV. He was the band that said they would never make a music video. Never, ever, ever. We we hate MTV. And then they made the music video and suddenly Macy's at the Quaker Bridge Mall in Trenton, New Jersey was selling, you know, um, 
and Justice for All t-shirts. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, because they were such a, I had liked the, this band for years and now suddenly they were going mainstream with this music video. So, uh, but yeah, man, I'm just uh, bla- blabbering here while looking at Blabbermouth, which is something Victor and I do on the Mark Striegel Show podcast every week. But yeah, I, I, I like the record. You a fan of the record though, Victor? Absolutely. Yeah. Out of, I mean, up until recently, I would probably say out of those first four albums, at this moment, probably Ride the Lightning is my favorite, but that's one of those things where, you know, with a lot of bands, that you, for me, that I listen to a lot, that my, my favorite album or favorite albums could rotate. You know, for the longest time, it wasn't Justice. So, I mean, I wouldn't touch anything. And, and to be honest with you, if anybody wants to hear more bass, they have the live shit binge and purbs that they can listen to those songs right. in a in a live setting where it has slightly more bass. I mean, it isn't as if you know, there's there's a ridiculous amount that, that sticks out and, and even with any of the live stuff they've released after of those songs, it, it doesn't I mean it they, they, the bass doesn't add that much more. I, I agree with you. The production kind of adds to the attitude of each one of these albums and kind of what makes each one of them special. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And let's get into some music right now off of that classic Metallica record. I remember I saw them on uh, the Monsters of Rock tour with Van Halen and the Scorpions, and that was right before this album came out. And I believe when I saw them, they played one song off the record, even though it wasn't out yet. And that was Harvester of Sorrow. Still one of my favorite songs. I remember I bought the single for it. Um, and it had some cool B sides with it. What were the, I'm trying to remember what the beat was it. Bread. No, what was the, yeah, yeah. Bread fan, bread fan. It was bread fan. And, uh, I can Google this. I, and and another Diamond Head song, The Prince. It was Bread Fan and The Prince were the B-sides. Okay. And Harvester of Sorrow, again, the the first single. Yep. Off, off of, of. A, yeah, and one, I guess, would have been the second single. So, yeah, the first single off of the classic record by Metallica and Justice for All. Right now, here on Talking Metal, this is Harvester of Sorrow.
things up. Victor, thank you so much for joining us here on the Talking Metal Podcast. One cool thing you do that isn't on Patreon every week on TalkingRock.net. Every Friday, you list the new releases. And I just love going there. It's where I learn about all the new music that's coming out. So definitely bookmark it, TalkingRock.net, TalkingMetal.com. Go to, go to that, that site because every Friday, Victor posts all the new releases and adds you know his little personality and two cents to to them when when you uh when you you know type them up you give a little uh review not what do you call it a review so some of them Sometimes, are kind of reviews right. yeah like if there's if i know enough about a band i'll i'll do like a mini review like a few weeks ago with the stone temple pilots acoustic album i kind of wrote up that that was kind of the side that I least liked about STP. I'm more into like the harder side of what they do. Um, so I kind of wrote something up based on that. But then there are other times where, for example, this past week, uh, a band that you've had members on over the years, uh, I believe they're called Chakra, if I'm not mistaken, out of oh, Switzerland. Yeah. Right, yep. Um, you know, uh, since they've been on Talking Metal, I, I alluded to that and brought up the fact of how long they've been around what number album it is things things along that nature and you know i i check out various sites to see what's coming out see what um music i can sample and you know i I like coming across things that i haven't heard before and i think that you know i i kind of hate when i talk to people that say you know nothing good ever comes out anymore no there's good music all the time that's coming out you just got to look for it or Go to the site where we rattle some of this stuff off. Absolutely. So. Yep. That's every Friday on TalkingRock.net. And there's other stuff going up on TalkingRock.net. So definitely check out the site, bookmark it, uh, have it as your favorites. We appreciate the uh, the traffic. And so let's talk about a, a release that came out last Friday, uh, a band that I have really enjoyed through the years. And they're kind of, I guess, a throwback band to like the old school hard rock bands even yacht rock at time they kind of have that over the top (laughs) vibe the night flight orchestra featuring members of uh arch enemy and soil work and some some heavier bands let's let's play a song what was the name of the album do you have that handy the name of the album is aromantic brand new night flight orchestra and i asked you to pick a song to play uh what did you pick yeah, they just released the video and a single, which is also up there on TalkingRock.net for the track Taurus. So let's go with that.
All right, a little Night Flight Orchestra here on Talking Metal. That's going to do it. Victor, where's the best place for folks to get in touch with you online? Uh, best place is probably Facebook. Facebook forward slash uh, VMR907 is the easiest. Um, up there on Twitter, same handle and the same on Instagram. So all three. Cool. And I did post kind of like, I wouldn't call it a bonus episode because I, I missed that one week. But last last week I posted two episodes. So mm-hmm. if you missed one of those guys, please go back and, and check them out because they're both good. We had Robin McCauley on, on uh, uh, the episode last Tuesday. And then I snuck another episode up. Uh, I think it was late Thursday or Friday. I got another episode up with Ross, the boss from Manowar. And I thought both those interviews turned out uh, well. So give them a listen. If, if you happen to miss those two past episodes of Talking Metal, listen to Victor's podcast, Galaxy of Geeks and uh, Mars Attacks. Galaxy of Geeks is a really cool show. Victor, can you give us the, the 30 second rundown of what that show's about? Sure. It's basically sci-fi, fantasy, comic book uh, movies, uh, TV shows, uh, other stuff like uh, we've been talking about uh, The Outsider, which is on HBO right now, which is a Stephen King. Um, it's based off of Stephen King novels. So any of those genres, you know, we dip into horror from now and then. Right. Yeah, so. it's, it's a great listen. I, I really enjoy it. So definitely check out Galaxy of Geeks with Victor and his friend Chris. And I want to end with some Man of War right now. Um, speaking of Ross the Boss, we played a little bit on the the last episode. Uh, and I spoke to Ross once again. I think it's the second time he went into the Orson Welles stuff with me. Uh, but let's <laughs> and I didn't actually play either of the two songs that Orson was on on the last episode of Talking Metal so let's end it now with one of those two songs this is Defender by Manowar and I used to love this when I was in high school the Orson Welles voice just gave me chills and Orson Welles such a, a, a fascinating character in American history he was this guy you know he did War of the Worlds it's my phone ringing in the back uh, and then you know he went on he did uh, Citizen Kane and brilliant movies but when he died people didn't really care about him but afterwards people were like recognized that wow this guy was brilliant this guy was was something else and i always tend to think manowar wouldn't have gotten him to do this if he was sitting on top of the world you know at that time in the 80s but he was kind of forgotten about he was he was kind of down on his luck he wasn't uh, idolized, you know, by people like Tim Burton and people are talking in the background while I'm trying to record a podcast. Uh, he wasn't idolized by people like Tim Burton. Yeah, Grant, I'm recording an episode, bud. Tim Burton, you know, the movie uh, director and, and people just really celebrated Orson Welles. But I can't help but think that Manowar wouldn't have got Orson Welles if he, um, if he was, you know, on top of the world in the 80s which he wasn't it wasn't until after he died that he got kind of recognized as this national national hero if you will national uh, amazing artist uh so here we go anyways defender by man of war here on talking metal see you next week guys Their meaning will 
unfolds. These words are all that's left. Though we've never met, my only son.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.